Hi there, I'm glad you're tuning in to this week's episode of What's New in the DeFi Space, where I share with you all the latest and hottest news so that you're up to date. My name is Kieran and I be your guide on your DeFi adventures. The DeFi space is complicated, it's dangerous, there are many scams, hacks, shillers, and a lot of people that are out to take your money away from you. And I want you to be safe. And I'll share with you the tips and tricks that I've learned along my journey, give you knowledge, the tools that you need to make sure that you succeed on your journey to financial freedom. With that said, let's dive right into the video. And I'll start with the traction that Ethereum has been getting over the last few weeks. That is fantastic. So if you go onto the Google Trends and you search for Ethereum, you can see here that the interest over time has been increasing. August 2019, even February 2020, there's not been that much action happening. But now at the beginning of July, until the end of July, there's been a lot more search volume for the Ethereum search term. What is also quite interesting is if you look at the interest by region, of course, you've got quite a lot of interest coming out of Canada, uh, United States, and different uh, South American countries, um, Brazil, we've got many Brazilian viewers, which I think is fantastic. And then, of course, you've got also a little bit of um, search interest by uh, in Russia. What is very interesting is the massive increase of search interest out of Africa, especially out of Nigeria. So here, the, the term, they've got a very booming economy. So it also explains why many um, people there are maybe looking for alternative ways to invest uh, their earnings. So what basically, I think this is really interesting. What is also uh, fascinating is if you look at the past five years, we can see the bull, the last bull run. There, of course, the search term for Ethereum exploded in terms of volume. And yeah, I feel like now we are approaching something pretty interesting. Like we are still not at the same levels as during the 2017 bull run, but a lot of people are starting to get more and more interested in Ethereum. So this is very good, very good news. It means we're on the correct path. Now, even though Ethereum is, <laughs> is great, unfortunately, Ethereum Classic experienced a double spend attack last week. Two double spend attacks. Double spend means that you spend a certain amount of coins two times. That means that you profit twice. And the, 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 basically the key takeaway of this is the attacker was trying to double spend 465,000 Ethereum Classic, around 3.3 million US dollars. And the, the, attack, the attacker successfully double spent um, 238,000 Ethereum Classic, 1.68 million for Bit, Bitfinex and a few other crypto services. And basically he rented a lot of hash power in order to um, do this double spend attack su successfully. And this in this graph here, you can see the, the double spend attack. This is the first one where you see the both transactions highlighted and circled. Maybe I can zoom in, this is attack one. And here's the second attack where here he does the first um, spend and here's the second spend and here he successfully manages to double spend the amount. Definitely not good. The key um, takeaway from this is uh, probably Stay away from Ethereum Classic and stay with the real chain, which is Ethereum. There are many people that are contrarians in the space and they believe that one chain is just going to take, um, take over everything. But in the end, it's always the most popular chain that wins. And at the moment, the most popular one is, of course, Ethereum. So Uniswap is growing at a super fast pace. So as Ethereum DeFi craze continues, Uniswap is processing over 100,000 transactions per day. So the interest for decentralized exchanges has been growing massively over the last few months. 
We looked at that quite a bit in a few of my recent videos. And now Uniswap alone is processing around 35% of Bitcoin's daily transaction count, which is enormous. So the Uniswap protocol just passed 100,000 daily transactions. That's or 1.2 transaction per second. And for Bitcoin, that would be 325,000 transactions per second, 3.60 pairs. And Uniswap, 110,000 transactions per day. And I don't think it's going to take too long until um, Uniswap performs a lot more transactions per, per day than, than Bitcoin. I think it's just going to take, it's in a matter of months, a few months the volume is 121 million, total liquidity 260,000. And to put that into perspective, uh, with these 100,000 transactions per day, Uniswap is processing around 100 million US dollars of volume per day. And Coinbase is doing 500 million, so around five times more. But Coinbase is a massive company and Uniswap is a decentralized exchange. So in a few months, Uniswap is probably also going to uh, surpass the amount of um, trading volume per day that is done on Coinbase. Incredible, incredible growth, to say the least. DeFi tokens banned link outpaced Bitcoin price by gaining 100% in 10 days. So if you're one of the lucky ones that managed to um, secure a few banned tokens, link tokens um, in the last few months when they were relatively low, then you definitely have had healthy portfolio growth and you're definitely uh, in the green there. And yeah, this is this is fantastic. So two of the most notable performers are Band Protocol and Chainlink. So both of these are... Oracle um, projects, that basically what they do is that they allow real-world data to go into smart contracts. So at the moment, most of them, Band and Chainlink, are offering um, price data to smart contracts, but hopefully in the future, they're also going to um, offer other kind of data. So Chainlink, as far as I know, they also offer a type of randomness, so VF, VRF, VRF um, option and this is a uh, randomness data information that gets to get sent to smart contracts and that's very useful for different games that use rng and a uh, type of randomness in in order to be fair for the players so for example in a freely world you'd have um, weapons spawn randomly across the map well basically chainlink could provide this random factor to the game in order for the players to get these uh, weapons randomly so what's behind the DeFi token pump? Well, of course, many of the decentralized exchanges are pumping with a lot of users using DEXs and DEXs are the main um, clients of um, Oracle providers such as Chainlink and Band, as well as a lot of hype. There's an incredible amount of hype behind um, Chainlink. So that also explains a lot of the growth. So in order for DeFi platforms to run seamlessly, they need to fetch market data from various websites and blockchain networks. And this is where oracles come into use, so basically what I just said. So oracles allow for off-chain data, real-world data, to be integrated with the smart contract parameters that exist on the public blockchains. In the figure below, we compare price gains between Chainlink and Band Protocol over the past three months. So here you can see the, 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 the increase, for example, for Band and especially here, when Band gets listed on Coinbase, there's a massive price increase. And here, Huobi lists Band. Now, I definitely want to put a warning here. Chainlink and Band have definitely increased a considerable amount. I think a few hundred percent, maybe like two or three hundred percent over the last three months. And I definitely recommend not to just fumble right, right into these projects right now. It maybe maybe buy just a little bit if you're interested in the project and wait because very often after such massive prices price increases there's a dump that comes afterwards. 
So don't go all in, maybe just a small portion, wait a bit and then maybe go in again. Just be careful, FOMO can get you wrecked super fast. Compound gets ready to deploy a decentralized Oracle. So we just talked about Band and Chainlink being the forerunners as Oracle project and now Compound also wants to get in the game as open price feed is definitely something super important for many DeFi platforms. So the, the Compound protocol is set to introduce open price feed, a decentralized Oracle whose crypto market prices will allow the project's lending system to function. The open price feed is currently being tested on a variety of networks. So Compound um, developers are developing the community to test a new system in order to integrate it into the protocol as quickly as possible. So the interesting aspect of this um, new um, price feed from Compound Finance is that the system relies on price reporters and posters and the reporters will be exchanges. For example, at the moment, it's going to be Coinbase Pro who will regularly sign price data with the public key and posters, on the other hand, will be responsible for publishing the signed data to the blockchain. So posters are permissionless, meaning that anyone could become one if they wish. So as you can, might remember, Compound Finance uh, recently launched their comp um, token which allows comp token holders to um, make votes on new changes to the protocol so this is completely decentralized and i think it's great that they're also moving into the the the, the oracle price feed segment because the more oracles that are around the more decentralized it becomes and i think that's also one of the reasons why it's very important to have chaining band and maybe a few other price oracles to make sure that the price feed is completely decentralized because if something would happen to one then it might be a big problem for many decentralized finance applications an unfortunate thing happened with the open decentralized finance platform and there was an exploit an exploit affected the open eve put contracts was discovered all other open contracts other than the eve put contracts were not affected so what happened exactly where basically this exploit allowed an attacker to double exercise o tokens and steal the collaterals posted by certain sellers of these puts so the o tokens it's a esc20 token and basically you'd have the o token and it would be backed by a certain collateral and the hacker managed to spend these O tokens but also take the collateral back, which is not great. So for people that are users of this DeFi platform, there are a few things that you can do. Users shouldn't be scared because if you're to O token holder, what you can do is you can um, sell your current um, put options for 20% above the market price on Deribit. Maybe wait before you use the open DeFi platform until they iron out all the bugs and the security aspect of it. And also as a warning that DeFi is still in its baby shoes, things like this can happen. I think it's great that the open platform figured out a way that the users won't lose out, that they won't lose all their funds. And I hope that more DeFi platforms implement some kind of a safety mechanism, maybe in form of a smart contract insurance or some kind of safeguard against a smart contract hacks, because this is definitely going to happen. The more and more platforms and smart contracts get written, mistakes happen all the time, especially in code. If you enjoy maybe playing some video games that are on the bleeding edge of a technology, then I'm sure you enjoy Dark Forest, which is a real-time strategy space warfare game running in the browser. And the exciting thing about it is it runs on zero-knowledge zero snark technology. So zero-knowledge snark is, is super interesting. Basically, it allows for a lot of privacy with transactions, but the main benefits are basically the high scalability of transactions and the reduced fees. So applied zero knowledge, um, ZK cryptography on Ethereum has been taking a lot of leaps and bounds in the last months. 
And the main benefits are the enabled efficient in-browser zero-knowledge proving and verification that allows for higher transactions per second. So this um, game, Dark Forest, is a fully decentralized and persistent real-time strategy game. It's a massive multiplayer online space conquest game where players discover and conquer planets in an infinite, procedurally generated, cryptographically specified universe. So a lot of buzzwords, but basically it means it's running on the Ethereum blockchain with this zero-knowledge um, technology, which allows for high transactions per second and low fees. And basically that's what everyone wants. So this layer two scalability solution is definitely uh, in a good place on this um, DeFi game. Well, actually it's just a dApp. Now, of course, this um, game is still running on the, the test network, so it's not really using real ETH, but that means that you can try it out for free. Um, you can get some erupts and test ETH, and then you can try it out you can go to the website zkga.me and you can play um, Dark Forest. You'd have to log in. So you'd have to add your wallet and all the information and then you can start playing on, on this game. So very interesting indeed. I might make a video about it in the future. And I, let's see, uh, I'll have to try it out for myself. So next up is One Inch Exchange. So One Inch is my favorite decentralized exchange aggregator around, and they're launching an AMM uh, automated market maker called MooniSwap. So I really love the name MooniSwap. It just rolls off of my tongue. So decentralized exchange DEX aggregator One Inch Exchange has launched its own automated market maker MooniSwap. And AMMs, you might not be aware what AMMs are, but AMMs are basically liquidity pools and allows for much cheaper transactions between many ESC20 tokens. So it allows users to easily switch between tokens in a decentralized and non-custodial manner. So according to One Inch Exchange, current designs in some AMM models result in high slippage on large trades and impermanent losses for traders on liquidity providers. So I'm sure you've been using a certain type of... Um, decentralized exchange or decentralized exchange aggregator in the recent months if you've been playing around with DeFi apps and you might have noticed that the slippage depending on which one you use is relatively high sometimes it's like a few percentage uh, because of the low liquidity so hopefully with the better algorithm of this AMM the slippage will be reduced I think the best aspect especially if you want to become a liquidity provider that means you lock up um, two coins the basically the trading pair and then you earn on the fees. And with this new AMM, liquidity providers will be earning a lot more in fees. So the aggregator said it is expecting MooniSwap to generate between 50 to 200% more income for liquidity providers than Uniswap version two because of the price slippage profits it believes MooniSwap will bring. So that is fantastic. If you're interested in learning a little bit, in earning a little bit more of revenue, um, through your um, cryptocurrencies. If you've got two tokens, for example, you might have ETH and um, DAI, and then you can lock it up into an ETH DAI liquidity pool and earn money based on the, the trading fees. So other people that are trading, exchanging between these two tokens, you'll be earning a fee. If, if people are interested in, in, in a video where I explain how you can do that, well, write it down below and I'll surely make one like that. But yeah, so really looking forward to, to MooniSwap. So DYDX, a decentralized trading platform, a pretty big fan of it. Uh, I'll be releasing a video of it on how to use it. I think it's going to be next week or the week after. I've already made a video. It's um, scheduled. 
So the ETH USD perpetual contract is live for trading on DYDX. For the first time, traders can get up to 10x leverage on their ETH. And basically, a perpetual swap tracks the price of an asset. So in this case, this perpetual contract ETH USD will be tracking the ETH USD price and it will be the 10x of that. So, so basically, you could put in $100 and you'll be trading with 1000 US dollar ETH USD perpetual contract. Fantastic. If you want some more exposure and a little bit more risk in your uh, trading and investing, definitely don't go all in into these um, contracts because they are a lot more risky. If the price dips too much, then you'll get liquidated. But it's great that they are offering now the ETH USD. They do have the BTC USD uh, 10x perpetual contracts, which are fantastic. So now about some hype news, uh, definitely don't go all in in this. Uh, Yam Finance explodes in surprise launch, garners millions in just hours. So if you're looking for an extremely risky investment, I'll quickly explain what this is. So Yam Finance, what is it? And what is the Yam token? And basically, the Yam is like a combination between YFI token and Ample forth because it's got an elastic supply to seek eventual price stability. So that means if the price is above um, $1, then the, uh, the circulating supply gets increased to, re to reduce the, the price of a single token. And if the price is underneath a dollar, then the circulating supply of tokens gets reduced so that the price go back, goes back to $1. We've got a governable treasury to further support stability, fully on-chain governance to enable decentralized control and evolution. And at its core, YAM is an elastic supply cryptocurrency which expands and contracts supply in response to market conditions. So basically, in the same way that Ampleforth does it, initially targeting $1 per YAM, this stability mechanism is supplemented by one key addition to existing elastic supply models such as Ampleforth, and a portion of each supply expansion is used to buy YCRV, a high-yield USD-denominated stablecoin, and add it to the YAM treasury, which is controlled by YAM community governance. So they've got also a lot of um, liquidity pools and people are just jumping on it out of hype. So there's an incredible amount of hype around a lot of yield farming um, tokens. And with the massive uh, yields that you can get, there's also a lot of risk involved. So just be aware of that before you jump into uh, one of these tokens because it's increasing massively in price. Now, it is possible that it continues to grow. Me personally, I, I, I stay away from um, these uh, crazy hype products. I prefer to have um, a, a conservative, uh, maybe a few hundred percent uh, return on investment per year. I'm happy with that. I know many people are looking for the next 1,000x, 10,000x token, but in my experience, it's much easier to have a few hundred percent per year and to have a lot less risk um, in, in the space. But I wanted to share with you this token since it's one of the hottest tokens that is released uh, recently and many people are talking about it. What's super interesting is if the growth in DeFi continues like this, like the demand of uh, ETH in the DeFi space continues, it will outstrip a new daily supply by the end of 2020. So that is to say if demand grows further or if the new supply rate is reduced by a greater percentage, daily demand for ETH in the DeFi services was co would consistently outstrip the new supply of ETH by November 2020. In other words, what this um, paragraph says is that um, if you've got a lot of demand but low supply, then you'll have um, a supply shock and it will increase the price dramatically. So the less supply there is and the more demand that there is, the, the price is just going to go through the roof. And I think um, my Ethereum uh, price prediction video 
clearly explains uh, the 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 potential price targets that we could reach um, should this um, demand and supply shock uh, continue as it's been happening over the last few months in the DeFi space. So let's quickly talk about Ethereum 2.0. I've got a super interesting um, a post uh, that I found by Danny Ryan, and it's a, a demo of Ethereum 1.0 running on a shard on Ethereum 2.0. So many people have been asking what exactly is gonna happen with Ethereum 1.0 as soon as Ethereum 2.0 launches. And basically, like I mentioned, in, I think in my bus and train analogy, you've got Ethereum 1.0 will be taken as a whole. The proof of work element is gonna be removed and it's going to be put as a whole into Ethereum 2.0 shard, one of the shards, and basically that's it. And this, this Ethereum 1.0 is then going to be able to communicate with the other shards running on Ethereum 2.0. So there's going to be um, 64 shards in total at the moment. It might be increased, but that's not very sure. And in this uh, demo, the Ethereum 2.0 coordinator Diane, Danny Ryan demoed an ETH1 shard running on the Ethereum 2.0 proof of stake network. And this is great, shows that they're already um, implemented a, a large portion of this um, migration of ETH1 to ETH2. So the unification of ETH mainnet with upgraded ETH2 consensus is the most exciting thing happening in a year or so. And that will complete the upgrade. So this unification and migration of ETH1 into ETH2 is basically the end game. There might be a lot of other things that have to be done, but that would be one of the remaining aspects of the Ethereum 2.0 upgrade. And I think this is fantastic. Um, it might take still one, two years until they're completely finished, but as long as it works, as long as they've got the massive scalability that Ethereum 2.0 is um, supposed to bring, then the DeFi space is just gonna go and it's, it, I don't think it's even going to uh, go to the moon. It's going to um, fly past the moon towards the stars because the amount of people that can then um, use the DeFi apps, there's no limits. The scalability aspects will be addressed and the fees are going to be incredibly small. That means you can do hundreds and hundreds of um, smart contract uh, calls and you can do a lot of transactions without paying uh, a fortune to use uh, the Ethereum blockchain. The last article I'd like to share with you, I think it's super interesting. I won't go into it in super detail because it's a long article, but I like the, the metaphor and the analogy that they're um, using to explain Ethereum 1.0 and Ethereum 2.0 uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a way that it makes it a lot more easier to understand. And it, it goes into the future of Ethereum 2.0, the current state of Ethereum 1.0. And basically what they, they compare Ethereum 1.0 is with like an island that is just jam-packed with houses and people living in it and it's super complicated it takes a long time to move from one area to another which is a good um, representation of the fees so ethereum 2.0 is still a ways away but the tiny island of ethereum 1.0 is already populated to the point of a saturation and then it goes on to explain ethereum 2.0 compares it with cities suburbs um, farmland and basically those would be the, the different shards with different types of platforms maybe on one shard or another shard depending on on how fast they want to be then you'd have like different cities so for example the DeFi shard would be one massive city on Ethereum 2.0 residing on one shard and then you might have um, another type of um, DAP city being on another shard, maybe like games. And it, it does make sense that um, apps that are similar to each other are on the same shard because they might have to transact with each other a lot more um, than, than shards that are in completely different categories. 
So that was it for this episode of what's new in the DeFi space. I hope you could gather a lot of uh, vital information to help you along on your DeFi journey. And yeah, with that said, I'll catch you in the next one. Have a good one. Bye-bye.